1: back Buffalo Bills fans, it's Matt Warren, editor-in-chief at buffalorumblings.com and the host of Buffalo Rumblings Q&A on the Buffalo Rumblings Podcast Network. The 2022 NFL Draft is in the books. Obviously, we've got a lot of questions about the draft picks and where they're going to fit and their role going forward and you know, the decisions the Bills made and didn't make. But for the future, you can call in and ask your question at 716-508-0405. You can tweet us at rumblingsq&a, that's with the word and spelled out in the middle. You can send us emails rumblings at sbnation.com. There's lots of ways to get in touch with our show, to ask us your questions moving forward into the heart of the Buffalo Bills offseason. So please do that. It's always better to hear from you. uh, Send in those questions. So let's get to the 2022 NFL Draft questions that you have. Um, Last week, our episode was entirely devoted to the SB Nation mock draft uh, where the NFL writers from all of the different SB Nation NFL blogs made their selections. At pick number 25, we chose Andrew Booth Jr., cornerback from Clemson. He ended up going down to pick number 42 at the Minnesota Vikings. Um, there were some medical issues that you know, we're obviously not privy to but um, pushed him down a lot of draft boards but we did get the position right the bills selected florida cornerback kair elam so we were pretty happy that we got the position right even if we got the the player wrong in the second round uh, Brees hall fell to us the iowa state running back Um, I think I'm pretty confident in saying that he would have been the top running back on the Buffalo Bills board, but he was picked very early in the second round, so we didn't get a chance to see if that uh, mock draft pick was correct. Instead, the Bills end up taking uh, running back James Cook in the second round. So again, we got the position right, player wrong. They didn't have a chance to draft Brees Hall, so we went two for two. With the positions that the Buffalo Bills ended up taking, and I think that there were obvious needs. Might be the wrong way to say it because I think I think cornerback certainly was the biggest need that the Bills had on their roster because of the injury situation with Tre'Davious White because of Tre'Davious White's contract situation more than anything else. Um, I just think it was the biggest need on the team. But they have needs at other places too. They, you know, they didn't draft an interior offensive lineman when I think that's a pretty big need heading into 2023. Um, you know, they drafted a pass-catching running back. They didn't add another outside wide receiver that I thought they might uh, be looking at. With the fact that they play so many three wide receiver sets that include a slot receiver, but also you have to take into account injuries and um, and four wide receiver sets. You know they've had multiple players three different players took outside wide receiver snaps on more than 40 percent of the plays last year and the year before that so you know how are they going to address that maybe it's you know isaiah mckenzie uh maybe um jameson crowder does some inside outside work um they did say that uh their third round pick i'm sorry not third round fifth round pick uh khalil shakir could play some inside and some outside i don't think that's necessarily very likely Uh, so like they still have some things on their roster they can massage uh, but i mean on the whole they addressed a lot of the positions we thought were depth needs and again it's a roster that's pretty stacked you're never going to have you know all pros at every position you're never going to have you know starters playing reserve roles so I think they did a really nice job of sticking to their board, drafting best available player at positions of need, and, um, and coming away with a lot of, of quality pieces. So let's get into your questions here before you know I ramble on for, for 20 minutes and take up the entire episode. Pistol Pete828 asks us on Twitter, it's crazy how much draft capital the Bills have used on running backs. It has to come back and bite them at some point depth-wise, right? Two-thirds and a second on the least valuable position in football just seems bad process. I love Bean besides this one aspect. I don't necessarily think it hurts their depth. Obviously, they're one of the deepest teams in the NFL right now. Um, It is a staggering use of assets on a position that hasn't really got the return on investment. You know, Zach Moss, I think at this point so far, has been a miss. Um, You know, if he doesn't get his head on straight and actually be able to contribute over the last two years of his contract, that'll be um, a pretty big miss. You know, a third round running back, you're supposed to get really good production out of. I don't think they missed on Devin Singletary. I think if he just keeps playing at the level he's been playing at, you know, he wasn't a hit, he wasn't a miss, he was just kind of a meh draft pick in the third round um using a second round pick on a running back you want a specialized skill set and i think that james cook provides that you know he's not going to be your bellwether three down running back probably uh, but if he can be a dynamic threat in the passing game if he can be your third down running back if he can rejuvenate the buffalo bills screen game um, i think it'll be worth it you know in the long run To your point about spending three premium picks on running backs, yeah, I agree with that. You can get running backs for cheaper, Um, but again, when you look at the Bills roster, there weren't a ton of positions where where you were like, yeah, they have to address it. And to Bean's credit, if he sees a problem on this roster, he's not afraid to just keep throwing options at it. You know, the Bills have spent three premium picks on pass rusher over the last two NFL drafts in uh, 2020 and 2021 but he still went out and got von miller because the bills pass rush hasn't been good enough so you know he there's this term called sunk cost analysis it doesn't matter how much you've sunk into that position previously the only thing that matters is is there a deficiency does it still need to be addressed well still take out the word still does it need to be addressed and if you looked at the buffalo bills roster and just looked at the roster without you know, how much they were being paid, without how much they cost to select in the NFL draft, you would have seen that the running back position had a deficiency, and the Bills addressed it. Um, so taking away what they spent you know, the previous or two years, um, the previous three drafts, I guess I should say, with Devin Singletary and Zach Moss, you know, it, I don't have a problem with them spending a second-rounder on James Cook. Yes, it's a lot. Um, I'm not going to argue that. Um but at the same time you're t- if you're talking about salary cap the Buffalo Bills aren't spending, you know, a buku dollars on running back position right now and so they're saving in salary cap by spending draft capital. So it's all a balancing act. I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing that they've been throwing so many resources at the running back position. Um, I would have liked to have seen like later round draft choices going towards it, but I mean just look at some of the other guys that folks have been you know clamoring for at the running back position. Antonio Williams was on and off the roster, you know, it seems like a hundred times and signed a reserve contract with the Giants this year because he couldn't break into the roster. So I mean if you're spending a sixth round draft pick instead of a second rounder. So let's just say they didn't take James Cook. They took another position. Then they get to the sixth round and you have Devin Singletary, Zach Moss, and then this sixth round running back, is he going to be able to do enough to unseat Zach Moss at that running back position. I don't know. Maybe Um, you're trying to find a path to the roster for this guy, or at least a path to playing time. So he would have to unseat Duke Johnson for a position on the roster and then be able to outplay Zach Moss. And I just don't know if that would have happened. And so now you have James Cook who is definitely going to be able to do those things and hopefully for the next four seasons can become a dynamic threat in their pass game. I'm okay with spending another premium pick at the running back position with the roster that they have now. Um, I don't think it was a reach for him. I think they traded back a couple times because they had guys grouped together or maybe they weren't completely psyched out of their mind about drafting James Cook. Uh, But I I think he's going to solve a problem for them. And maybe problem might even be too strong of a word. He's going to improve their... Fastball. So to quote uh, to quote Brandon Bean, you know he's going to keep their offense interesting, innovative, and brand new. So I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. Um, even though you look around the league and see other teams have success with those later round running backs, you know, I, I just taking swings at the plate is is okay for me, even if it's a premium position especially when uh, the Bills didn't address the wide receiver position until uh, later, you know, I, I think he can add to their passing game. So uh, I'll steal uh, the meme from uh, Bruce Nolan before we go to our break here. You know, he says you can cover up a lot of problems by, instead of calling him a running back, calling him an offensive weapon. Um, and he, of course, is saying that tongue-in-cheek. But I think it's, you know, it's, it's not wholly inaccurate. It's, you know, he's going to play in multiple positions in this offense, not just at running back, and he's going to be able to help set up multiple sets in the backfield. Um, you know, having Singletary and Cook in the game at the same time is going to be able to confuse defenses. Um, so, I, it's going to be interesting to see where they go with it, um, but I, I don't have a problem with what they've invested at the position. Um, just like I don't have a problem with what they've invested at the defensive end position, You know, throwing draft pick after draft pick after draft pick and then signing a big free agent, like. Sunk cost analysis is a big deal for me. Just ignore what you've done in the past as far as the resources you've used. If it's not working, address it. All right, let's go to a quick break. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back.
0: Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it?
1: Okay, back to Twitter, at RumlingsQA. and a Bills are electric, asks us, will Brandon Bean sign a veteran cornerback before training camp? If so, who might be some possibilities? It's a great question. I don't think they're going to add a veteran cornerback after adding uh kair elam um, again we talk about over the years how they haven't valued that cornerback two position and this year they made a significant investment in it i do think they like dane jackson uh the cornerback two that ended the year for them uh you know he, he's a restricted free agent a year from now uh, with the Tre'Davious white contract with um, the Tre'Davious White injury, I thought it made a lot of sense. And if you've been listening, you know that I've been saying this for weeks, months. It has made a lot of sense for the Bills to take a cornerback in the NFL draft this year. Um, I think failing that, they would have signed a veteran cornerback. But with Elam in the fold, with Dane Jackson, they can hold down the fort till Tre'Davious White gets healthy. They have, you know, three solid cornerback options they have saran neal Uh, they have uh, benford one of their later round draft picks that can play cornerback or safety i think they'll try him at cornerback initially um, to see if he can handle it there i think they have a good maybe not great depth at cornerback you know i'd like to see them add one more player but I think they have a lot of good players at that cornerback position and um i don't think they have a ton of cap space right now i think they're more desperate probably for interior offensive line depths so you might see a signing there and uh, i mean of course a lot of this is going to depend on who's released over the course of the next week or two Uh, but now that we're into the window where stuff doesn't count against compensatory picks i think a lot of these players are going to start getting plucked by other teams uh, that have been just like hanging out there for a while. And you've already seen that with guys like Mario Edison and um, and Honey Badger uh, going to the Saints. So um, I don't think the Bills are going to sign a cornerback. And this is one uh, interesting comment from Brandon Bean on One Bills Live on Monday, the Buffalo Bills official radio show. He said that the Bills don't have much cap space to add veteran free agents post-draft. So I think because they addressed... Cornerback in such a strong and thorough way, both with the first-round pick and then uh, the cornerback out of Villanova later on day three. I think they're all set at the cornerback position uh, for the foreseeable future. Now, if there's a setback with Tre'Davious White's uh, rehab, um, you know, or we get something weird happening uh, during rookie minicamp or um, or even training camp, they can certainly bring in somebody later. But I think they're done for right now at the cornerback position. So thanks for your question uh, over on Twitter at Runlings Q and a Our last question today comes from the voicemail line at 716
0: 508 Hey, man, it's Eric
1: from the Twitterverse here in Buffalo, New York. I got a question. I got a question. Hey, how much longer do you think Star Latulioi, Star will be on the Buffalo Bills considering his contract size, considering his Uh, injury history, his lack of availability, and yeah, thoughts too. Hey Eric, thanks for calling in. The Buffalo Bills released Star Latule back in mid-March on March 18th. Uh, He was part of the round of cuts that they made right before free agency opened. Uh, He is still currently a free agent. He's one of those guys that I would be expecting to sign right now. Now that the draft is over, people have seen what their roster looks like. He won't count against compensatory picks. Um, you know, that's why Mario Addison got signed by the Houston Texans, you know, pretty much right after that deadline for the compensatory picks. Um, you know, they can sign him and then still cut him without guaranteeing him you know any money or not very much money. Certainly not his entire twenty twenty-two salary. They can teams were able to see if they were able to get a one-tech defensive tackle in the draft or an undrafted free agent, um, but if they're still looking for a guy, I think he can certainly come in and be a piece of a nice defensive line rotation. I don't think he was worth what the Bills were going to be paying him, and obviously the Bills agreed with that uh, when they released him. But he hasn't been on the roster uh, for two, almost two months now. The Bills um, eventually made. Uh, a a few different signings at that defensive tackle position to address that which is one of the reasons they didn't address it in the 2022 NFL draft they added Daquan Jones and Tim Settle uh, two guys that can really uh, get after it in the uh, interior of the defensive line to play at that one tech defensive tackle spot I think Daquan Jones is going to be you know the main guy there uh, with Tim Settle rotating in on passing downs uh, he's a little bit better of a pass rusher um, and I wouldn't discount uh, Eli Anku who played a lot of snaps for them last year when star Latulele was out uh, he was on the practice squad but was elevated for a lot of games and he has a lot of NFL experience as well so the Bills I think have a really nice rotation at one tech defensive tackle or at least what should be a nice rotation we obviously don't know how they're going to fit into the system or um, or find their roles. But I think both of those guys, um, Jones and Settle, are going to um, be big upgrades um, over Star Latulule and what he was able to bring last year. And the Bills also added a Jordan Phillips, who can uh, rotate in there on some pass rush snaps as well at the one tech defensive tackle spot. So it'll be interesting to see. Um, how that position improves this year with the addition of Von Miller with those uh, other free agent additions that we just talked about. Thanks for your question on our voicemail line, 716 five zero eight zero four zero five and all of you can send in your questions to that voicemail line. You can also text that number seven one six five zero eight zero four zero five. You can email us Buffalo Rumblings at SBNation.com. Twitter is at rumblings Q and A. That's with the word and spelled out in the middle. Uh, we do have a couple questions still to get to next week, but we're always looking to add uh, to our grab bag at this time of year so make sure you send in those questions for us. Instagram and Facebook messages will get to me if you use the official Buffalo Rumblings accounts over there. They'll eventually make their way to me. If you like what you heard on today's podcast, make sure you share it with a friend or uh, mention it on Twitter. Let folks know that you're listening to the Buffalo Rumblings Podcast Network. It always helps us find a new audience when somebody can personally vouch for us. Thanks for listening, everyone. Go Bills.